Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. All right, and welcome to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie, and I am filling in for our fearless leader, WB, who is taking the week off. And how hard is that for him to, to miss out on our season finale? This is our final brand new show before we get things ready for the Daytona 500. We'll take some time off, play some best of shows over the next few weeks as we celebrate the holidays, but we'll be back with brand new episodes in mid-January and then get ready for another racing season with the Daytona 500 coming up in mid-February. But this week, we want to dedicate the show to the short tracks. That's right, short track news, short track drivers, and short track events. In fact, coming up here in just moments, We'll be speaking with Ken Reagan of the Legends Program and Bandolero's Program at Atlanta Motor Speedway to talk about their latest series. They just wrapped up at AMS uh, this past weekend and talk about everything that is going on with the Legends Program at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And then also we'll be speaking with two drivers that partook in this last series at Atlanta Motor Speedway, Blaze Crawford and Taylor Jorgensen coming up in just moments. But as I mentioned special short track edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we break down everything that's going on in the world of short track racing in 2020. And there's no better person to give us the state of the short track union address than the man I have on the phone line right now. He is the host of PRN at the track as we head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in the one and only Mr. Lenny. Alfie, it is so great to uh, hear you do that. I always appreciate it and awesome to be on your show. Um, The state of uh, short track racing for as difficult a year as it has been for, uh, you know, just about everybody. Uh, The short tracks, you know, they flex. They figured out ways to get things done. They tried to stay as compliant as they possibly could with rules sometimes being, you know, week to week with uh, depending on the jurisdiction. Now, short track racing took a big hit with the COVID situation. We, you know, we were worried about what was going to happen. No one knew what was going to be going on. Uh, events being canceled in, in NASCAR, F1, all the racing series, everything, Major League Sports, everything was uh, postponed. Didn't know what was going to be going on. But racing came to the rescue. NASCAR was the first big professional sport that got back out there. And soon you saw short tracks starting to open up, as you mentioned, being safe. Once more information was being distributed. We knew what we needed to do to keep ourselves safe and also be uh, allow these drivers to get out there and drive because for some of these people, this is their livelihood. This is how they're, um, this is how they make their means of survival is going out and racing on the weekends. And you've been to a lot of these tracks. You were there when things started to kind of open up a little bit. So from your perspective, COVID, how great of a job does short track racing do and getting back to some sort of normalcy uh, during the COVID situation. Well, I think you got to look back at almost the the very first days and compliment uh, Brandon Hutchinson and everybody at Atlanta Motor Speedway. They got it, you know, right there late at their door that, you know, things had to change that first weekend. And uh, they did a great job of setting the tone and a high bar for everybody to have to follow 
and the tracks, uh, you know, from pretty much coast to coast and border to border, followed what NASCAR and Atlanta Motor Speedway and other speedways would then do to process whether it was um, temperature checks, wearing face masks, socially distant hand cleaners, all the different things that were asked, recommended, and uh, you know, advised by the uh, local governments. I don't think any short track, uh, you know, worked harder uh, than the other. I think they all tried to stay compliant and do everything that, uh, you know, was needed by the mandates to be able to, uh, you know, bring racing back to the fans. And uh, I got to tip my hat to Atlanta Motor Speedway, who uh, on a moment's notice was able to turn and showcase what racing could do to the uh, broader audience. Speaking with Lenny Batiki here on Southern Race Week Radio, as we break down short track racing here in 2020. And uh, Mr. Batiki, you've been all over the place. You've interviewed so many drivers. In fact, uh, a PRN at the track is celebrated its 600th episode. Is that correct? I think I read that on the website. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, we're we're uh, just blessed to have uh, the opportunity to put the voices of grassroots racing out. Doug Rice and the Performance Racing Network, Marcus Smith and Speedway Motorsports, you know, helping us do that with all the rest of the uh, the teams and such. That's uh, Marcus's commitment to grassroots racing to make sure that uh, you know. We try to bring along the names and faces that uh, compete, whether it's at Livonia, at um, you know uh, any of the tracks in and around and through Georgia, the southeast, all the way up into mid-America, to be able to get them out. And you've had some really, really good ones running down there uh, at Thursday Thunder. And this week we have the Pro Division winner, Caleb Hetty, uh, on our show. So I think that'll be kind of interesting to get to uh, – you know, here's some of the things that uh, he he has done down there at um, Thursday Thunder. And, you know, uh, that ought to be nice for, uh, you know, the Reagans and everybody else. You know, Mr. Batiki, you've seen so much racing here in, in 2020. We just wrapped up the Snowball Derby just a few weeks ago. A lot of excitement there with, with Chase Elliott also in attendance. A, a Ty Majesty uh, walking away with the, the victory there. Um, so much excitement, so much great stuff going on in, in the world of short track. Uh, for you, what are some of the maybe some of the highlights, uh, the, the the headlines, things that you saw that really made a huge impact in to you in the world of short track news? Well, I, I think uh, the tracks working uh, with teams and teams working with tracks to get us through this tough year. Uh, the resurgence of Casey Roderick uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, in Nashville, uh, getting himself another guitar. He really has that track handled. Um, you know, Bubba Pollard uh, won a number of big races. He won up at Jennerstown and uh, other tracks all across the country. Uh, maybe didn't fare quite so well in the snowflake last week. And then uh, the car just wasn't what he wanted for the uh, Derby, but uh, still the force in uh, all grassroots uh, pavement late model racing. And then uh, the emergence of Brandon Overton, uh, Evans George's own. Uh, he is, you know, by far that rising star that is coming up. There's a lot of people that are our big stars in dirt late model racing, but the one that everybody sees coming, that, that uh, comet in the sky heading towards the even brighter places, that is Brandon Overton, and uh, you got to compliment the things that he and his team have done. So it, it's exciting to watch uh, all of that come and be part of uh, what the good things that are happening in the Peach State. Now, uh, Mr. Batiki, if our listeners want to keep up with you and what's going on a little short track news and also learn how they can listen to PRN at the track, which is your weekly short track program, where can they go to get all that valuable information? 
PRN's at the track on Twitter. We keep you posted uh, every day of the week on what's going on in grassroots racing. It gets right to you, PRN's at the track on Twitter. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. And goprn.com, they'll be able to download the shows there. And we certainly hope that everybody has a uh, wonderful and happy and safe holiday season. And always great to be on Southern Race Week Radio with you, Alfie! <laughs> well, especially thankful for you having you on our season finale of uh, this season of Southern Race Week Radio. We'll do some best ofs and be back and ready to go for the Daytona 500 uh, in February. Mr. Patiki, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. And I'm sure we will talk to you early and often in 2021, my friend. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Brandon Jones, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie, bringing you a special edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we celebrate the short tracks, racers, drivers, everything that's going on in the world of short track racing. And there is a no better place to think about short track racing than Atlanta Motor Speedway and the Legends and Bandolero program that they got going on there at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And I'm very honored and privileged to welcome into the program this week the main men in charge of the Legends and Bandolero programs at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Legends of Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome into the Food Depot hotline, Mr. Ken Reagan. Yeah. Mr. Reagan, thank you so much for taking time to uh, join us this week on this special short track edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Thank you so much for uh, joining us this week, sir. Well, thank you, and I appreciate that. That introduction even sounded good to me, so uh, <laughs> I'm glad to be on. And, uh, yeah, we've had a lot going on, uh, getting ready for a few holidays, but we start right back up uh, first week in January, and we've got quite a season uh plan for 2021 now when you think of short track racing and you think of the thursday thunder program that you guys got going on at Atlanta motor speedway which probably for a lot of our short track listeners are familiar with the thursday thunder program at Atlanta motor speedway that program alone has produced some of the best talent in the nascar series cups xfinity and the truck series i mean you've done so many great things for these men and women that come through your Legends and Bandolero program. As we mentioned, uh, Joey Logano, uh, your son has been through there. Uh, you know, so many big names uh, in NASCAR has participated in the Legends and Bandolero program. What do you credit your program for helping develop these young drivers in their pursuit of a career in racing? Well, certainly um, the door is opened about, 20 years ago for young drivers to get more involved in, um, you know, gaining early experience. Now, when I grew up in racing, uh, until you were about 30 years old, you know, you wouldn't have a NASCAR team to look at you, much less talk to you. But uh, that started changing. And I, I've often told people that I think a big part of that change was when uh, Puppy Wheeler and Bruton Smith put together this Legends program. You know, all of a sudden, you had a a neat little race car, had a lot of horsepower, you know, to the weight ratio. Um, the car originally came out with radial tires, which, you know, back in those days, NASCAR was beginning to look at changing over to radials. Um, it's a short wheelbase car, um, 
quick steering. It was designed to be a good trainer car for young drivers. And, you know, they put these cars on all the little bull rings around the country. And that's tracks that you can really learn to race on and finesse your talent. You know, uh, you get on these little quarter-mile tracks like uh, Speedway Motorsports has at Atlanta and Texas and Vegas and up in Charlotte. Um, you learn a lot about driving a race car. And, uh, you know, I, I think that enabled a lot of the, the 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old kids to get some good basic experience, uh, learn how to drive, and uh, by the time they were 14 or 15, they were ready for late models. And when you get such an early start like that, um, you know, you got the, the, the top development teams up in Charlotte taking a close look at these kids and, you know, giving them chances. And, uh, you know, Reed Sorensen kind of led the way with that, that deal. He was one of the first young kids, you know, at 12 years old, to jump in a legends car and very quickly move up into the pro division and uh, make some noise up at Charlotte with the summer shootout that was going on uh, uh, Speed Channel Live at that time. And I know uh, the, the announcers and all up there uh, would promote him. And by no no questions that that helped him, you know, get, get attention. And they got to looking at him. The kid was good, you know, at, at racing his legends car. And when they moved them in into the uh, the K and N series uh, back in the Steve Dale days with K and N, and and on into Arca, you know uh, he he set the path for a lot of our young kids. My son David was one of them, and Joey Logano was not here at the time as a teenager, and it just opened up a lot of a lot of possibilities. So if you're looking for somebody to blame on all these young drivers being in the <laughs> Top ranks of NASCAR, you can blame uh, Mr. Bruton and Humphrey for it. I think that's where it all started. Uh, we're speaking with Ken Reagan here, the main man in charge of the Legends program over at Atlanta Motor Speedway, along with the Bandolero Series. And they put on a bunch of series throughout the, the year. Now, we, we're all pretty much familiar with the Thursday Thunder Series you guys do at Atlanta Motor Speedway. But you just uh, concluded the Fall Legends Series uh, this past week in Atlanta Motor Speedway. Um, and talking to Blaze Crawford, who we'll be talking to in the program later on today, in fact, we're... Uh, I've talked to him about uh, how he's enjoyed racing Atlanta Motor Speedway outside of just the Thursday Thunder program. So how many different series besides Thursday Thunder does the Legend Series race uh, at Atlanta Motor Speedway throughout the year? Yeah, here at Atlanta, we, we're almost closing in on our 25th year. I think 2021 will be our 24th year. Wow. Uh, we started this program in 1997. And really from the first year forward, we have uh, our, our main program during the year is the Thursday Thunder, uh, 10-week series during the summer when the kids are out of school. We run on Thursday night, but we, we've always ran uh, a winter heat series that starts in January, and we'll run a couple of races a month, you know, from January up through about April, and then in May we get ready for the Thursday Thunder during the summer, and then we run a fall series that uh, has five or six races in it. We run that from October through December. And that fall series, uh, we include some road course racing. We've got a nice little road course uh, uh, in the, a mile and a half road course in the infield and part of the, the big track 
here at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and for the last four or five years, we've been fortunate to get to go up to Dawsonville and run at Atlanta Motorsports Park, and that is an excellent facility up there for our cars. Uh, our last two races uh, that wound up the fall series had record car counts. Uh, November 7th, we were up in Dawsonville and had 120-plus cars. Um, just this past Saturday, we closed out here at Atlanta on the quarter mile and had right at 80 teams to come in. So, you know, our program's been healthy. It's been good. We look forward to the more of the same in 2021. Well, uh, you know, we're getting to the close to the end of the year. As you mentioned, you're going to be doing uh, doing some racing in January. So for anyone out there listening, it doesn't matter what kind of experience you have, whether you're a beginner, you know, learning, wanting to learn how to drive, or you've got some years under your belt and you want to try to move up the, uh, the I guess, the chain of, of driving experience from maybe go-karts to maybe uh, to a Legends car. So if we have listeners out there who are interested and maybe want to get more information or maybe want to learn about how to become a part of the Legends program and the Bandolero Series at Atlanta Motor Speedway, where can they go to get information and learn more about the program? Yeah, they can go to Atlanta Motor Speedway's uh, website, atlantamotorspeedway.com, and uh, we have a link on there to the Legends of Georgia program, uh, uh, and, and my contact information is on there. They give me a call. We have a test drive program where they can come out and, and, and do a test drive, you know, in a Bandolero or a Legend. Uh, if they're eight years of age, eight and older, um, you know, Bandolero cars, a neat little racing program. Uh, if they're 12 or older, they can get in a Legends car. And uh, we do that. We're here daily, uh, Monday through Friday. Normally on the weekends, we're off racing somewhere. But a lot of times we're racing here in Atlanta, so sometimes on the weekends we're here. But if they would contact me, we'll set them up. We offer driving schools that we have throughout the year, um, and we can take care of them. We, we've got a, a full, um, you know, parts inventory here of anything they'll need from driving equipment to parts and pieces for their cars. We sell new and used cars. Uh, we, we can take care of them. 360 degrees so just reach out to me and give us a call and uh we'd be glad to um to make it work for them we've uh got a lot of experience with it uh you know over the last 20 plus years and also you can go to atlantamotorspeedway.com and the website there has all the information as well uh mr reagan thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on the special short track race edition of uh, southern race week radio good luck to you enjoy the holiday season and hopefully we'll catch back over to you uh, next year once we get closer to uh, the Legends and Bandoleros racing again at Atlanta Motor Speedway. You're quite welcome. Thank you for having us on. This is John Roberts from FS1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie on our season finale. That's right. This is the final new episode of Southern Race Week Radio this year before we take a little bit of hiatus. This week we wanted to end our season Focusing on the short track drivers, let's head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in short track driver from the great state of Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Blaze Crawford. Uh, Mr. Crawford, thank you so much for taking time out of a busy day. To join us this week on Sunday Race Week Radio. Hopefully everything is going well for you 
my friend. And I guess you are a, a friend of the show. You've been on here numerous times, and we always appreciate your time. Welcome to the program, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me back on. Um, no problem, no problem. So uh, we're here, we are wrapping up the 2020, a, a crazy year. Uh, not only COVID and this whole racing situation going on, but, uh, man, it, it, it's been crazy. So before we talk about your experiences in 2020 on the track, let's talk about everything that went off uh, for you off the track as far as this uh, COVID situation. So tell me about how did, how did COVID affect your racing and your daily life in general? Oh, yeah. Um, early March when everything got announced that uh, it was uh, – um, I was – uh, school started to get canceled and it was my senior year so my senior year ended unfortunately ended early i had to finish off that virtually and then the winter nationals happened up in uh uh or down in florida u.s legends announced that they're canceling all racing until like the end of may i think so i was out of racing for a couple months there while also being out of school so that was a little bit of a tough time um so it's it's definitely been a very interesting year, a very different year from what I'm used to. And that hiatus, how did it affect you? Because being out of a car for so long, I mean, it, it, it must build a little bit of rust. So when you guys were able to return to the track and you were able to get back in the car and start racing again, did it take you a while to get kind of accustomed back uh, being gone for so long? Or is it kind of like how the old saying is, you, it's like riding a bicycle. You get back in and you and you don't miss a beat. So for you, was it uh, was that how was the situation getting back into the car after that bit of a hiatus away from racing? Yeah, I think you hit it there. It was just like a bicycle, man. I get right back to it. I was right where I had left off. Um, but I will say, during the couple months that we were off, I did have eye racing to use ah. as a tool to still run and race here and there. Um, that definitely helped and kept me behind the seat in a way. Right and. Um, Definitely, definitely helped. Now, let me ask you about iRacing, because like, as you said, that was kind of the big thing when we were on this uh, COVID-19 break. A lot of the drivers, even the NASCAR guys, did some iRacing there to get back into some form of racing. Do you find iRacing for you as a beneficial tool to learn maybe some other tracks and also to get some more experience uh, behind the wheel? Oh, absolutely. I always say that... Um I, I learned my consistency in real life from using iRacing. I I remember before I started using iRacing, um, I always felt like I was just really inconsistent as a driver. And then I took a lot more time to, to use iRacing, play iRacing and stuff. And I really do believe that truly I learned my consistency out on the track by what I've done on iRacing. Speaking with Blaze Crawford here on the special short track edition of Southern Race Week Radio, and as we look back at your 2020 year, uh, so many highlights. You were so successful at Thursday Thunder. I mean, you pretty much dominated uh, Thursday Thunder this year at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And uh, and then you went on over to Charlotte and won over there in their Legends Race program over there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So, I mean, that's got, for you, has got to be one of the highlights of 2020. So, uh, as far as that, where does that stack up on the year for you as far as that, that win at Charlotte Motor Speedway? Oh, yeah. Uh, no doubt that this year was just nothing short of incredible for me. I think we had 23 starts and won 14 of them. Uh, <laughs> it was really just awesome, an awesome year. I know that uh, 
the pinnacle of it was definitely going up to Charlotte and shocking a lot of people that we were able to run with them and steal a win like that. That was just, I mean, just probably the coolest thing I've ever done in racing. And I know you're thinking about taking a, a, some time off, a little break away from racing for a while to do some other things in your life that you're looking to do. Um, when you get done with everything that you plan on doing, uh, do you want to go back into racing or, or what's the future for you as far as your racing career? Oh yeah, definitely. I would love to stay around the sport. Um, my, my good friend, my crew chief, um, Josh Hicks, I know that he's going to stick around and probably do some setup stuff for people for the next few years. Um, he's, he's got a bright future ahead if he tries to go in that direction because he's, he gave me a rocket ship all year, no matter where we went. Um, I know he's going to stick around and if I do come back, I know where I'm going to go to get my car set up. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, speaking with the Mr. Reagan and Lenny Batiki before you, they had nothing but complimentary things to say about your career and everything you're doing in 2020. And you have gained a lot of uh, recognition uh, from other people seeing the success you had not only in Atlanta, but as you mentioned, the win over at Charlotte. Um, tell me about the noted, you know, you're, you kind of uh, open yourself up to more people, more publications, more media attention. How does that feel for you to garner that attention via becoming so much more successful this year? Oh, yeah. I definitely believe that I turned a lot of heads this year. But the big thing that also made me such a liked driver is I was, I believe that I was one of the more respectful drivers out there. Mm -hmm. I took my time to respect my, my superiors. Um, and obviously that paid off because. I won the David Reagan Sportsman of the Year Award. Um, so I want to thank Ken Reagan and all the staff from Atlanta Motor Speedway for choosing me as the winner of that award. And that says a lot about your accomplishments and what kind of man you are, not only on the track, but off the track as well. Now, Blaze, if our listeners want to keep up with you, what's going on with you and any events you got coming up or, or what's on the horizon, uh, where can they go to keep up with you? Uh, yeah, you can go to Twitter at Blaze Crawford 4, Instagram at Blaze Crawford 4, and I'm also on Facebook with Crawford Racing and my main page, Blaze Crawford. Uh, you'll see a lot of stuff. That's where I'll be posting all the time. Uh, I am looking to get into a little bit more of the uh, bigger side of iRacing with the Pro Series and Road to Pro here in the up, up and coming months and try and get in the works of getting on a good team to set that up and you can just follow my journey there. Well, Blaze, uh, thank you so much for always taking time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, my friend. Uh, enjoy your off-season, your downtime. Good luck to everything you do in your future endeavors, and hopefully we'll talk to you again uh, soon, my friend. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Justin Ashley, 2020 NHRA Rookie of the Year, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie bringing you yet again another brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. This is our season finale, our, our our last brand new live show for a little bit. We'll take a little bit of time off for the holidays, play some best of shows, and then we will return in mid-January as we get set and begin the countdown to the running of the Great American Race, Daytona 500 at the Daytona International Speedway in mid-February. So we'll be back in mid-January with new episodes, great guests leading up to the kickoff of NHRA, IndyCar, and the NASCAR Cup season. But this week's show, we are dedicating to the short track world. That's right. We are talking to drivers. We had Lenny Pitticki on earlier for the state of the short track address. We had Ken Reagan on to talk about the Legends program, Atlanta Motor Speedway. 
Uh, we also had Blaze Crawford on earlier to talk about what's going on with him in 2020. And we have another spectacular, talented driver who is a part of the third, uh, Thursday Thunder program and other great series that go on in Atlanta Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in the lovely graduates of the Georgia Institute of Technology. Ladies and gentlemen, is Mrs. Taylor Jorgensen! Oh. Miss Jorgensen, <laughs> thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on the special Short Track Weeks edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're doing uh, very well as you are now a friend of the program as you've been on multiple times and we appreciate uh, you always taking time to uh, join us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you so much for having me again. I really appreciate it. Well, before we talk about the racing, everything going on for you in 2020, a big event, as I mentioned, as we opened, you graduated from the finest institution in the land, Georgia Tech. So tell us about finally finishing up your college career at Georgia Tech. So how was that like for you? Yeah, so um, this past week, I actually just just finished up classes and uh, I'm fully finished my degree. And on Saturday, I will walk at the ceremony. Um, they're doing a COVID-friendly ceremony at Bobby Dodd Stadium, which is uh, super exciting for me because it's the, it's the one thing I really wanted. Um, if I could get anything out of 2020, it was to be able to walk at my Georgia Tech graduation. So it feels kind of kind of strange not having anything to uh, to turn in right now, and I don't have that stress <laughs> on my chest right now, so it's a weird feeling. I have to get used to it a little bit, but I could not be more excited and humbled um, and honestly just kind of proud of myself to have finished at this, uh, this pretty tough school. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's not easy to get into by any means, and it's a tough school to – uh, graduate from. So congratulations on that. What did you get your degree in? Yes, yeah, so my uh, my degree is in literature, media, and communication, and then I'm minoring in business administration uh, with a focus like in leadership and organizational change. So bunch of bunch of fancy words, but really I'm not an engineer. I'm just, I, I hang out with all of them, I guess. <laughs> so what do you plan on doing? Do you, uh, as far as, do you, what, what do you want to do with your degree? So originally, um, I wanted to uh, to go into sports broadcasting, um, but in my tenure at Georgia Tech, I've I've actually been doing some like consulting and lean mm -hmm. manufacturing, um, and it's made me pretty passionate about consulting. So I already have a job lined up. I won't be starting until the end of next summer, but I have a job lined up with uh, with Deloitte Consulting, and I'm going to go into government consulting in their government and public services sector. Wow. Uh, very impressive. So congratulations to you. So look at that graduating college and already have a job lined up that doesn't start for a while. So you got some time to relax, uh, you know, enjoy some downtime and uh, enjoy some time before you start your gig. So congratulations uh, on that. So that's really awesome to hear. Um, let's talk about the racing here in 2020. A bit of an odd year. In March, everything pretty much shut down with COVID. Uh, no racing, nothing going on. Shut down for a few weeks hanging out at home. For you, how difficult was it for you to be out of the car? I mean, getting in the car, racing is what you do on the weekends. And with everything shut down, no racing, no opportunity for you to have to do anything. How was that for you during that downtime between uh, your last race and then the first race you had back from COVID? Yeah, so extremely strange year um, for everybody. But as a, as a driver, you know, the last couple years especially once I started at Georgia Tech my racing has dwindled quite a bit so it wasn't a, a hard shock to me once 
you know, COVID came on and we had to kind of shut down everywhere. Um, however, you know, I do still race when I can, some hit or miss races. For me, um, being able to actually do school from home and work from home, it kind of opened my availability to do some some races that I probably wouldn't have been able to make otherwise. So I was able to make all of the Thursday Thunder races at Atlanta Motor Speedway. I was able to make um, some of the road course races that we had at Atlanta Motor Speedway, also at Atlanta Motor Sports Park. Um, so it kind of was like a strange change of events for me to be able to make some of those races that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to if I was working in person or at school on campus. Um, but nonetheless, you know, Thursday Thunder with no fans was um, pretty disappointing. Honestly, that's one of my favorite things about that series is being able to to interact with the young fans and, you know, see the the locals that come back, you know, year after year supporting you. So I, I think that's really cool and was really disappointing um, not to have them there. However, you know, the fact that due to COVID, my start date is for Deloitte isn't until the end of next summer. So it's completely opened my availability to uh, to do some racing in the future. Um, I'm going to travel around a lot more and, and try to try to hit some races I definitely wouldn't have been able to make otherwise. Speaking with Taylor Jorgensen here on Southern Race Week Radio, a special uh, short track edition of the program as we focus on some short track drivers in the area and other series that are uh, going on. As you mentioned, you, you're not going to start your job till late summer. You kind of hinted right there that you're going to be doing some more racing, possibly traveling, going to tracks that you might not have raced before. Um, as far as your 2021 schedule, as far as racing, are there any tracks or any type of uh, a race that you're you're kind of focused on and and excited about maybe trying out in 2021. Yeah, so uh, we're we're planning right now to try to make the Winter Nationals down in Florida. Um, they're running the Legends Winter Nationals at Auburndale Speedway. For me, that was a that was a huge track that played into my success during um, my national championship title points series run when I raced Bandolero cars. I won the Winter Nationals down there, winning four of the five races. Um, so that is one of my one of my absolute favorite tracks. So I'm really looking forward to going back to the Winter Nationals there. We're also considering maybe like hitting a shootout race um, or run part of that series in Charlotte uh, over the summer. Um, in addition, any other hit or miss races that come up, you know, if, if Texas decides to do battle at the big top, it might be something we consider. So my plans are definitely open. Um, after running some of the road course races this past winter at both Atlanta Motor Speedway and Atlanta Motor Sports Park, I really, it was only my second time on a road course. Um, and I had a blast. I would love to do a lot more road racing and try to try to get into some road racing cars at some point. And I think, uh, during this time off from work and school is, is a great time for me to try to make a move on that. Well, we're really excited to see what you can do in 2021 because we've seen your talent and we've seen how much you've grown over the years. So really excited to see uh, what your future plans are in the racing world since you will have a little bit of time before uh, you focused on your career and everything. So if our listeners want to keep up with you, follow what's going on with your racing schedule in 2021, where can they go to kind of keep up with you and any information that might pop up? Absolutely. Um, I have a Facebook page. It's Taylor Jorgensen, um, and that's my racing page, as well as my team's racing page, which is Jorgensen Racing on Facebook. Um, but also I have Twitter and Instagram that's at Taylor RJ three. And that's really where you can follow anything from racing to personal. Well, uh, Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate when you take the time to uh, join us each week on Southern race week radio. We love following your racing career and, and we're just excited to see what the future holds for you in 2021, especially graduating from the greatest institution in all the land, the Georgia Institute of <laughs> technology. Uh, thank you so much for Taylor for joining us. And we'll hopefully talk to you again. Uh, once we get closer to 2021. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, this is Mike Bagley of Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. You, my friends, are listening to 
Southern Race Week. All right, we're back with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie. Thank you so much for taking time to join us on our season finale. That's correct. This is the last brand new episode of Southern Race Week. For the rest of the year, we'll be taking some time off of the holidays. We'll be playing some best of shows. And then we'll return in mid-January 2021 as we prepare for the running of the Great American Race, the Daytona 500, coming up in mid-February. So we'll be back with our brand-new season, all-new episodes in mid-January of 2021. And we really like to thank you for supporting Southern Race Week Radio as well as the podcast uh, over the last year. And, and don't forget about the podcast, which is available for you every Monday. This will be the final podcast uh, for this season, which will be available for you on Monday on iTunes, Spotify, as well as SoundCloud. So please go on and check out uh, the podcast, all our great episodes from this past year. Uh, don't forget about the social media platforms as well. You can follow us at SRW Radio on Twitter. You can follow our fearless leader at WB Radio Network. You can follow yours truly at Alfie underscore 19. And then also about, uh, don't forget about our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. And also you can reach out to me via email at srwradio at yahoo.com. And uh, once again, we want to thank our great guest on this special short track edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Of course, thanks to Lenny Patiki of PRN at the track for the state of the short track address he gave us earlier. Also, Ken Reagan the main man in charge of the Legends program at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and also drivers Blaze Crawford and Taylor Jorgensen. We appreciate them joining us this week on the program. So once again, thank you so much for uh, tuning in all season long. Enjoy your weekend and your holidays, and uh, we'll talk to you again with new shows in January of 2021 right here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. <laughs>